Hi. Ben Matlock. You can go in your dress or in your underwear, but you get out of here now! Soybean oil, cottonseed oil, palm oil, beef fat, lard, coconut. How long were you you knowing in the parked car? Oh, come on! Mr. Matlock. Oh, Your Honor, come on! Mr. Matlock. Oh, Your Honor! Who was that on the phone? Unlocking Matlock. 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 Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Welcome to Unlocking Matlock, the podcast that takes a deep dive look into the hit show Matlock from the 1980s and 90s. I'm your host, Joe Vargo, and I'm joined by my co-host, Tony Grunwald. And Joe, I would like to plead absolutely delighted to be here today with all of our listeners. Thanks for joining us on another awesome episode. This is going to be so much fun. Well, Tony, we definitely accept your plea. Uh, You know, as in court, uh, we love it when people plea. And thank you for taking that plea bargain. I love uh, a deal. You, you love Tony loves a deal. Uh, he's here to enjoy himself. So are, so am I. Uh, hopefully, so are you, listeners. Uh, we we love Matlock. We are the number one, number two experts of the show Matlock. So if you have any questions, any theories, any thoughts about what the show is about, you've come to the right place. Yeah, and you're probably wrong about your theories and, and questions. Yeah. Uh, which we would be happy to correct you on again piece by one, piece yeah, I, we'd really, love to break it down right right yeah. I like I like to not only inform but I like to shame a little bit I like I'm, to start off by insulting you <laughs> it sets the tone for how the proceed how the how the how what's going to come next today we are talking about the episode the dawn uh, from season one episode five that's right the dawn we got ourselves Matlock is, we got a, a kind of stepping into a different kind of genre this week. Uh, we are ex- going to kind of get into the seedy world, the underworld of uh, organized crime. So uh, Tony and I th- this week admittedly had computer issues. Um, <clears throat> Big surprise. I know everybody. Well, yeah. And uh, our Wikipedia entry had to be pretty short um because i had to call we had to call it in over the phone and we had <laughs> we had limited time um we were both we were both running in between meetings uh, yep. with each other and so uh joe, yep so joe called he called it in he called in the wikipedia entry he, he called in he called the, the wikipedia hotline it was like i need you to go to the matlock section yeah. and there is space. there's a word limit over the phone there is yeah yeah. Uh, but yeah, both of our computers uh, were having problems this week and we were stacked with meetings and we couldn't really attend to them. Uh, we had to take them in uh, separately uh, to our to, to, to the genius bars. Yeah. My laptop just flat out would not open. I like, could not I could not pry it open physically. Did they find out what it was? What what, what kept what? Honey. <laughs> I had spilled all of my honey onto my laptop before I closed it, uh, before I went to bed. Well, you don't, I don't want to be like, you know, but you don't eat honey normally. You- I don't, no, no, no. So I, 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 I believe in, um, I have affirmations and I have a big jar of honey on my desk uh, because of the saying, you, you, you catch more flies with honey than vinegar. And it is, it is full of flies. 
Um, <laughs> your, your house is infested with flies because you leave it open. And like, it doesn't really surprise me that you've got the honey all over your laptop because um, most people just keep it in a little container and they spoon it out or whatever, but you have a Winnie the Pooh style I do. open jar yeah. where you palm your hand inside of it mm -hmm. and scoop it out. And well, it's just, it's just there to really just remind me to be nice. So when I'm writing an email and I'm getting a little upset, I'm raising my voice, I'm writing in all caps, or if I'm on the phone with someone at an event space that, that didn't get the specifications exactly how I thought they would be, for the amount of room I would need for my Matlock presentation. It reminds me to calm down and, and just know that vinegar is not gonna, and I also do keep a, a big thing of vinegar next to me as well to also remind me that there are no flies in that vinegar. And it is really, it's, it's very smelly. It's a small price to pay though for such sound sage advice. And if it keeps you centered and if it keeps you from screaming at people, or sending those really hateful emails that you send out <laughs> when you're upset, it's fine. But yeah, so so yeah, your your laptop physically wouldn't open. Yeah, I was having more software issues in that I I somehow deleted all my software <laughs> completely. Yeah. I think I just I hit the wrong thing or I clicked the wrong. Oh, I've entry. done that before. Yeah. Anyway, everything was gone. And all of a sudden I had a really, my computer was piping hot and there was nothing on the screen and it was just running, the fans were running like crazy and just a blank screen and there was nothing there. I find a nickel for every time I've done that. I know. It's, 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 it, they make it too easy to do. There should be like a, like a something you can right. do to not completely delete your entire software. Yeah. The and they keep going, are you sure? Are you sure? And of course I'm going to say yes to everything. Right. I don't what want am I like supposed to read this question? <laughs> I don't want the computer to think I'm stupid. <laughs> so yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm going to start second guessing myself in front of my computer. I mean, my, my computer is the coolest person I know. It's true. Why would I, why yeah. would I try to look foolish in front of it? Now my so computer anyway, doubts me. So between the software issues, between the hinge issues, uh, we had to call it in the Wikipedia entry this week. Uh, so pretty brief. Yeah. So uh, here is the Wikipedia entry for The Don, which aired on October 28th, 1986. Ben and Charlene take the controversial case of a mafia Don, Nicholas Barron, accused of murdering a business rival, Donald Kovac. Charlene is attracted to the man's son, Paul Barron. And that's it for this week. That was yeah. all we had time yeah. to yeah. write. So not a lot of details about what happens in the episodes mm -hmm. and not as much kind of, uh, you know, flowery descriptions and, and insightful, uh, you know, points that we usually like to put pepper within our Wikipedia entries. But like I say, just, uh, you know, we, we, had a, we had our very own Y2K going on. You know what I mean? Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> well, it happened this week. We had, we all had, we each had personal crises happen. Things uh, got out of hand in our own lives. And just, we kind of, I mean, Joel, you, I called you earlier this week and I was like, I can't believe I just did this. And you were like, so nice. And you were like, what happened? And I was like, I made myself a sandwich, but I didn't want to get crumbs all over the place. But I also didn't want to like waste a plate 
Like I didn't mm-hmm. want to have to wash the plate afterwards. So I did the yeah. old, just pull a paper towel and just yeah. wrap the bottom of the sandwich so you don't get crumbs over your counter. Right. And, you know, I got like three bites in that sandwich. Next thing you know, I'm chewing pieces of the paper towel and it just ruined, it just ruined my whole day. It right. just ruined my whole day. And you got to finish it. Well, yeah, I'm not going to waste the sandwich. <laughs> so I'm eating this paper towel sandwich. <laughs> yeah, but it's still connected to the roll, the paper it, towel. Yes. And you, you ate an entire roll of paper towels and I had to take you to the hospital to get your stomach pumped. And we got shamed the whole time for wasting paper towel. And I had this huge, huge strand of toilet paper stuck to the bottom of my shoe, and nobody would tell me. Well, my stomach hurts. I think I couldn't bring it up. But it was so, was it not a little bit rude, all the way that they were all laughing at us? Yeah. And then I had to give you some of my stomach acid because the bounty was so absorbent, it soaked up all the stomach acid. It's. They actually, the doctors actually said that my stomach was absorbing so much that like they were afraid. They were like, you know how like in the cartoons sometimes wild coyote will go inside out. Right. Like they were afraid yeah. that the the absorb. Because here's the thing, I don't skimp on paper towels. I I don't mm. pay for generic brand. You know what I mean? Yeah. I right. The good stuff because I spill a lot of things in my house. Yeah. All the time. So I had swallowed this very absorbent paper towel the entire roll, and it was literally making me turn myself inside out like that's and, how and you remember i was in i was fuming at the hospital and i said they should put a warning label on these paper towels about going inside out and then i look and it's right there it's right there in the front it says don't eat roll of paper towels may such, turn yourself it, inside out it was such an embarrassing day we yeah had, you had toilet paper stuck to your shoe you had honey all over your face and hands and flies. I was covered flies. in flies. It's just it was a bad it was a rough day. So guys, we apologize for the yeah. lack of detail in this week's We're ready to move week. forward. We're ready to move forward with it. Uh that is this is our statement. This is our official statement at this time about the Wikipedia entry. We hope you continue to support the show and listen and will <laughs> and will Yeah. Hopefully we'll, this isn't you haven't already clicked this off. Right, uh, right. Just hang in there, folks, because we got an awesome episode. Cause like we said uh the don mafia everybody loves mafia stories and mob movies and you know what i mean oh, like, i love them like it's great like like all those classic movies like the godfather and the goodfellas and mm-hmm. the casinos and like it's, all those yeah it's my favorite movie subject um you know that i get very excited uh when mafia stuff comes out i have a mm-hmm. lot of memorabilia a lot of big posters in my house of uh, Ray Liotta. What's funny is the posters you have of Ray Liotta though are not from the mafia or mobster movies. It's like just right. It's like from yeah, Free Willy. Yeah. <laughs> it's from all his non-mafia work, which is fine. Ray Liotta. Well, it's, Ray Liotta. yeah, it's it's cheaper. Yeah, you're right. You're right. My thing is, uh, I like I like I like Scarface. Remember Scarface? I love Scarface. Scarface. I love. I love right. referencing it with my buds. <laughs> Me and my bros, we get together, we talk about our favorite yeah. quotes from Scarface. We show each yeah. other our Scarface posters and all the different copies of Scarface we have on DVDs. Yeah, mine is definitely my favorite moments. Like, just like I think a lot of guys, you know, uh, is that part where he wants to fuck his sister. Um, that, 
that doesn't, in my opinion, doesn't get talked about enough. I know, I know a lot of guys look up to Scarface, uh, but uh, I feel like, you know, it's, forget how it's cool always, he it's is. Always, it's always awesome he, when, you get, when you get in a room full of Scarface heads and we're all yes. trading lines back and forth and you talk about the, the machine guns and the cocaine and the money. And then inevitably Joe's always like, remember that? You know, people be like, remember that shootout at the end where he just blows, he's like, say hello, my love. And then Joe's always like, you remember that part where he wanted to fuck his sister? <laughs> Yeah, it just sucked all the air out of the room, <laughs> and it really proves to everybody that we're the true fans. I gotta stop saying that at family reunions. <laughs> but yeah, guess what? Another classic is being added to the shelves with the Don. Matlock is gonna is gonna wade into the seedy underbelly mm. of organized crime, and he is gonna. We're gonna get to see what Matlock, how Matlock navigates this world, um, and how he uh, is able to do what he needs to do guys he's going to be defending a mafia don in this episode i mean yeah that that's absolutely crazy so let's jump into the don uh tony we we start with donald kovac interestingly named who is angry at his wife right away right off the top As, again classic mafia trope screaming at women uh he's right. on his way to uh do uh mafia work um right. And he's kind of yeah mafia factory right. He's kind of rushing out of the house with like a piece of toast in his mouth, kind of just rushing out the door. Gets to his car, uh, it's not starting. Gets out to take a look at it, it and uh, starts it again. It blows up. Yeah, the wife comes out. She's screaming. Right. I don't know if she's terrified or just happy that this guy who's just in her face mean to her. It's unclear. We don't right. know if he'll be missed. In the household, uh, we kind of catch up. Uh, a car speeds off, boom, takes off right after the explosion. Oh yeah, uh, we catch up with him. Guy gets out. He pulls off, kind of off to the side. They're in kind of this park area, like this open park. Gets out. Little guy jumps out of the car. Kind of this old little old fella, you know? What I mean? Old like, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, just a little guy. Like comes kind of out, very jumpy, very shaky. Uh, this is our car bomber. This is our car bomber. This guy is clearly also connected into the organization, so mm -hmm. to speak. And uh, he has blown this dude up. We don't know why. Mafia stuff. You don't need to know why. This is what they do. Yeah, keep your mouth shut. Right, right. Yeah, forget about it. Yeah. So this little old man jumps out of his car. He still has leftover car bomb making materials. Yeah. so <laughs> best way to get rid of that stuff is he not brought he yeah. brought, extra <laughs> he brought too much. He brought too many bombs with him, and it's a stupid yeah. mistake. Classic, though. You don't know how much you're going to need. It's like when you go to a party, yeah. You, bring, yeah. you bring potato salad. You make too you make much. Way too much. Oh. It's way too much. So, Tony, I got to say that's it's it's getting to be a little bit annoying. It somehow becomes my responsibility. I I I've been through so many garbage disposals. Because the amount of potato salad that you bring, and they're like, "No, you keep it." It's uh, there's no right. way I could ever get through that. And and at the bottom of it, it's just whole potatoes. People love people. I think people love potato salad, and so I like to bring uh, just so much, a couple trays of it. You I put spend, too uh, much I egg into it. There's too much egg, <laughs> and it's like scrambled I, egg. Uh, it's 
It's an old family recipe that I got online. Uh, but people love it, I think. And I think, heavy. And like you said, you don't, oh, come on. You don't love when I bring two trays and people have one scoop and then I'm like, you keep it. <laughs> and I'm going to need the dish back. So let's arrange a meet time a couple days from now when you finished all of the eggs. All this, all the, and then uh, well, you can give me my pan back. It'll be great. It's perfect. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. People love it. People love it. It has nothing to do with why people don't invite me to anything anymore. <laughs> that has nothing to do with it. No. So yeah, Bomb Man brought way too much. Like me, apparently. Uh, bought way too much bomb. And so yeah. now he's got to get rid of it. Obviously, the best way to dispose mm-hmm. of something in any scenario. Yeah. Uh, although I hope you're certainly not doing this with uh, my, uh, my potato salad. But uh, <laughs> you take it to a park. You take it to an empty park and you bury it. Mm-hmm. So that's what old professional hitman old man does is he buries the leftover parts of his yeah car. and then a limo pulls up uh we see the window go down a handgun clearly displayed pointed right at the old man bang now he's dead too we have two murders in one two murders here within the first 10 minutes of the show we're two bodies deep that's and, that's and we that's should organize and this is a two-parter episode, so um, there's a part one and a part two. You can understand why there's been two murders. Yeah, yeah, we got a lot of there's a, we got a lot of, you know there's a lot of story, so that means there's a lot of there's a lot more bodies. The bodies are just gonna pile up. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if there's seventy to eighty more murders. Uh, old man assassin gets killed, bang. Uh, but there's a guy again. It's a park. It's a public park. He thought it was empty, but it's not because there's some dude off to the side who has witnessed this whole thing go down. The old man jump out of the car, bury his bomb, and then he sees some other old man shoot this other old man. So we yeah, got that's right. this old, old man trying to I on. think he had a rifle and he was hunting in a public park. <laughs> hunting what, in a public park. Those those damn I... but those damn ducks, Joe. Someone's gotta do something about them. <laughs> Eating up all my bread. I didn't bring this whole loaf of bread for these ducks. This right. is my bread. I brought this for me. <laughs> um, so we see this gruesome couple of murders. Uh, and then we go to Matlock, who is outside of the courthouse on his way to a payphone. He is sick. Uh, he is sneezing and coughing and hacking up into a big hanky. Uh, he makes a phone call on a public phone. Uh, holding the phone with another hanky. It's it's pretty gross. I mean, we don't like to see our hero kind of uh, in any kind of incapacitated in any kind of way. And so, you know, is Matlock going to be able to do his job here? He's clearly being gross in public with the, with the sneezing and the snotting everywhere. Pretty disgusting to watch and to look at. Um, do you think, Joe, that, this, that Matlock was really sick or do you think Andy Griffith was maybe sick? I, I think say. Andy Griffith, the actor, was sick. A hundred percent, because there's no way that Matlock would ever be that sick. No, no, his immune system is way more powerful yeah. than us normal humans. Unfortunately, this is another moment where Andy Griffith shows that he's weaker than the character, and he almost can't play him. Hmm. That's interesting. That's some I loved. I did do. We lost that VHS of Andy Griffith behind the uh, or the actor studio. Uh, interview 
we That's had right. a tape and then I taped over it. <laughs> we didn't lose the tape. <laughs> there was a funny there was a funny Big Bang theory that night, so I just taped over it. <laughs> um but yeah, the his process had it was it was a pretty sound process, but like Joe said, sometimes there was holes in it, and that's where yeah. we see Andy Griffith poke his head through. And uh, in this case, Andy Griffith was just, just he was sick, and they had to write it into the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, what what choice do you have? You, your actor right. shows up to set, right. says, "Oh, uh, you know, by the way, guys, I'm incredibly ill. Right? Um, can we?" Uh, you know, can we do this some other time? And you go, right. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, this is Hollywood, Andy, and we need to do this. We have a job to do. Right, um, right. We're going live. We we're go going live. live in five minutes, and we need to we need to write this into the show right now. Right. And you right. need to improv right. about how right. it's, you know, everyone needs, everyone, Matlock's going to be sick. Everyone improv it. But yeah, so Matlock is sick this week. He's he's had a, he has a cold, uh, so he's looking to kind of call around. He wants to just go home, I think, and relax. He's got some hay fever going on. Uh, some men approach him. Yeah, these guys are slick suits, mm-hmm. kind of hair, you know, perfectly, you know, Quapped. Yeah, yeah. They show up, sneak up right behind him. They're very cordial. They're very nice. Next thing you know, they're waving around a twenty thousand dollar check in front of matlock saying hey uh we want you to come with us we got a job for you now this is not the way that our hero usually does business no you know what i mean he usually overhears something or his daughter ropes him into some sort of case i would almost Uh, say that this is the first time we've seen him being hired right (laughs) actually be solicited to do a job usually he just kind of barges in and it's like, I heard you need help. I'm your lawyer now. So, um, but yeah, so they hire, the mafia hires Matlock mm-hmm. to defend the Don, who is being accused of the, the bomb that went off, as well as the murder of the bomber. That's right. Kind of this, this, he's so, so he's in a lot of trouble here. Um, the Don, of course, our Don that is being defended, was arch rivals with the man right. who was blown up in the car. So we should get this out. You have the Kovac family, uh, and a member of the Kovac family was bombed to death. And you have the Baron family, and that is we are talking about Nicholas Baron, and he is an old man. He's the old Don of the Baron family. Classic mafia names. <laughs> the Kovacs and the Barons. Classic uh mob names evoking you know such histories this blood feud Mm. that goes back centuries but yeah so the this don he wants to stand trial to clear his name because he did not do either of these things he says he did not blow up the man and he certainly did not kill up his main bomber why would you if you have a a bomb assassin uh those are kind of hard to come by you know, you can't just like find those in the yellow pages or on uh, Angie's list. <laughs> um, you have to know somebody. And so this is like the Don's, this was the Don's main bomb guy. So why would he kill his bomb guy? Uh, that's, not right. good. that's not good business, my friend. And so 
the Don of the Baron family admits to being a terrible person and, and doing lots of murders and bad things, but he doesn't want to go down for a murder he didn't commit. And he also says he has six months to live. Yeah. So now we got, uh, so the old man's sick, the old Don's sick and suddenly has ethics. So he, he does yeah. not want to uh, die with this uh, uh, hanging over his head. Uh, so he wants to actually go, to, go through the judicial process and get his name cleared because he didn't do this. Matlock, the best in the biz. This is the guy that can get him uh, uh, off of these charges. So Matlock, he says, I'll take the case. It's, he's hesitant, of course, because he likes to- He doesn't, know. Matlock doesn't like cases. No, no, no. <laughs> he, takes, he reluctantly takes the case, but he says, it's, we're going to do things my way. And I'm not going to be pushed around by your silly mob stuff. So- <laughs> He takes the case, but guess what, guys? Matlock has his work cut out for him because we go from the meeting with the mafia to now we get to see the other side uh, of the of the aisle of the court aisle. Uh, the district attorney, DA's office, the DA's office. Now, uh, now, usually, Tony, the prosecution is pretty weak. We would say for Matlock. Yeah, some real marks, just some real suckers. These dudes, they don't know what they're walking into. Not this week, folks. Uh, we're gonna, sounds like we're going to have a pretty heavy hitter. And when I say heavy hitter, I mean literally. Ooh. Big man <laughs> sitting behind the desk, guns mounted everywhere. He's got a dog in his office. Mm -hmm. This is our district attorney, guys. The district attorney, McShane, is his name. Says he used to be a cop. This guy sounds like he is a... Uh, a very uh, hard guy to deal with. Seems like he is a uh, tough cookie. So I don't know that Malak is just going to be able to uh, walk through this prosecutor as if it was a screen door, as he has done in the previous episodes. <laughs> so we go from the DA's office. We're back at the Baron's house. Uh, Matlock is there. Charlene shows up late, but they're there to meet uh, the Baron's family, because of course there are sons. If there's one thing we know about Matlock is that you take a family, you're going to have some sons. Yeah. Oh, it, it seems like uh, it's a re it's, it's clearly a reoccurring theme in this show. Uh, you're mm -hmm. always going to have some real garbage sons. You're always yeah. going to have some, some real pieces of work. And double threat this week, because not only are they terrible sons, they're also uh, mafia sons. That's right, so, mafia sons. You do have one son, Daniel, who is a uh, is an actual doctor who seems to, you know, want to do something different than be a, a mafia person. Yeah. And then, and then you have, yeah, yeah uh, it's a, it's a it's a struggle that we all know. It's uh, uh, the Fredo Michael struggle. They teach they teach us in colleges now. Um, absolutely, absolutely. You, you can you can take a whole course on the movie The Godfather. Right, and, right. Any any job you go to. There's always going to be a Sonny, a Fredo, and a Michael, mm -hmm. and so it's part of. I mean, it's a and part you have of, to fill that in a lot, on a lot of job interviews now. Right, right. Which one are right. you? Which one are you? Are you a Sonny? Are you a Fredo? Are you Michael? Yeah. Like, it's kind of, it's kind of like I say, it's, 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 it's regular language now for these for these positions, and so uh, you have to be able to identify who they are so that you know how to deal with them immediately. Yeah, it's so. like a personality uh, test, and so you have another son, Paul who is a full-on mafia guy. He's the guy who initially approached Matlock about taking the case. 
Uh, but these are the two barren sons uh, who can't have children. Cannot have children at all. They're, they are barren. They're absolutely barren. <laughs> through and through. Um, they are kind of irritated because Matlock is there. They're yeah. irritated that Matlock is there because he's an outsider. Their sister, there's a sister as well. She also is not super pumped that there's an outsider there. Um, they feel like this is fam this is family business. This is family business. Why are you bringing, you know, why are you bringing an outsider into this? Let's just deal with this like we always do. How we right. always do. Let's Which, just some more car bombs. Yeah. Let's let's just do some let's do mafia let's which has it. gone which has gone really well handling it inside the family because their dad just got out of prison <laughs> why would you ask for help if things are going great why would you need right. help right you only just got out of prison obviously things are good uh but yeah so the the baron we meet the baron family they're all kinds of irritated that matlock is there mm -hmm. but matlock again is trying to i'm here to help let me help you guys. He says the DA has a witness that says he saw mm. he saw your dad kill the the bomb guy. And they're like, that doesn't make any sense. Why would dad kill the bomb guy? He was our best bomb guy. But yes, he says he's got a witness, so we gotta do a lot of work to kind of get this taken care of. Charlene's there. Charlene's like, I'll go do some legwork, Dad. You know, you get some facts here. I'll go out and I'll get Tyler. And Tyler, we'll get Tyler to start sniffing around and figure out what's going on. There's also a daughter, Kathy Barron. And Charlene needs a lift back into town. Uh, she drives absolutely crazy. She yeah. takes, she proceeds to take Charlene and does, you know, that thing that like rich people do to kind of show you that they don't care about the rules and yeah. they can't get in trouble. And right. like, like I say, it's double threat because she's not only rich, she's like mafia rich. Yes. So like she like, she takes Charlene, like I think she it's like. breaks the speed limit. <laughs> I, I mean, I was I was on the edge of my seat. Uh, you you know. called me. You called me. You're like, have I you did. seen it yet? And I was yeah. like, of course. And he's like, what about that speed limit scene? And I was mm -hmm. like, I know, right? And like, I started flipping through uh, all my mafia mob movie books. And I'm like, where is this scene listed as one of the right. most gruesome and most shocking mafia <laughs> moments of all time? Right away, we know Kathy is a very dangerous person and a very dangerous character. And she also indicates that it's important to her to keep things inside the family. So yeah, she threatens Charlene as well, like stay out of the, stay out of my business. We're all we're family. You know, you can say what you want about what we do, but we're mm -hmm. family. You know. Yeah, and she said, you know, because it's it's when you're when you're here, you're family, and that's part of that's part of uh, uh, just how it works in the mafia. Absolutely, um, absolutely. The day you go to the mafia, when you finally get your job at the mafia, mm -hmm. they give you a gun, they give you your car bomb, yeah. you sit down at your desk, and they, and then you get breadsticks. And yeah, that's, that's actually, I, we keep talking about these other mafia movies, but one of my favorite ones, it's really short. It's like uh, 30 seconds long. Um, but it's just, it's a mafia family. They're all sitting down uh, to have dinner. And they're laughing and, right. you know, right. uh, uh, the wine is flowing and uh, they're at a restaurant. And uh, um, and then at the very end of it, they say, you know, when you're here, you're family. And, oof. That's so good. Classic. That's scary. Classic all time. You had that poster hanging on your college dorm room as well. I did. 
Yeah. He had, he had the Olive Garden movie poster. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's that's right. That's what it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. It's so good. It's so good. And I worked there for a little bit at the theme yeah. restaurant. <laughs> I mean, the, the the 32nd movie was so popular, they made a whole theme restaurant about it. It's so good. Uh, I mean, that's that's capitalism. You know what I mean? You spin off right. something, whatever. Yeah. Theme parks get built off of movies. This mm-hmm. this one, they built a whole restaurant around it. It yeah. was so it's it's so. I don't get to go as much as I like anymore. But well, I'm sick of the food. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't eat it anymore. Yeah. I mean, it's too much yeah. of a good thing. <laughs> it's too much. I mean, you took that endless salad and breadsticks to heart really i did yeah i i thought i was eating healthy um and uh i I put on a lot of weight and i outgrew my uniform you kind of have to detox come back it it was it was a lot like being a wrestler you know you have to keep bulking up and then uh they put you in the the sauna for five days so good it's it's great it's great mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll you know i hope someday we can you can go back and, and eat it again because it's it is great it is wonderful uh so tony i think i think with that um it's a good time for us to take a break and hear from our sponsor joe i this is gonna make you very happy because you know how the last few weeks we've been talking about the unlocking matlock fan fest cruise 2020 uh that's gonna be going on later this summer oh of course i can't wait guess what so we were having a little bit of trouble filling out the cabins filling out the guest list uh not a lot of people were signing up you know we had our big fans of course yeah you know in the tight circle of course uh but i was getting a little nervous that you know we weren't going to be able to sell out i kind of you know you know you know how hard we've been working to put together great great entertainment we got the uh the 16 to 20 piece dixieland jazz band mm-hmm. uh hired i also got a uh excursion booked uh from an actual treasure hunter where we're gonna yeah. go we're gonna go find the golden severed head in mm-hmm. screaming murder bay which is actually for real cursed so i kind of booked all, i had all this stuff lined up and i was getting kind of nervous that nobody was signing up you know yeah and then i said it could be marketing have we thought have we thought about marketing i pulled out all the brochures that the the travel agents have been giving me i looked at them and they all had these big buzzwords on them you know what i mean like yeah very bold words to kind of get you get you to kind of look and and oh that package seems neat and oh that 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 excursion looks that's all marketing is it's just buzz buzzword buzzword uh, so I kind of took the best words and I kind of jumbled them to, you know, kind of like made something that made sense. And when I was finished, I was like, this is it. This is going to be great. So I put in the subject line, deals, hang on, survive and beat less on our cruise. Yeah. And then I sent it out. Mm-hmm. Joe, not 10 minutes later, the cruise is fully booked. The travel agents are calling me saying, we got people calling constantly asking if they can get booked on this cruise and i'm like why like what did so i mean obviously i'm a clearly i have some sort of gift so um did you see the email did i send it to you yeah i did i I don't know yeah the the subject line quite said that huh it didn't say deals hang on survive and beat less on our cruise no here let me pull it up because let me and i see so here's the subject line it says Oh my God, I can't believe it. 
No, this can't be, this can't be happening. Joe, why didn't you tell me I wrote this? Joe, it doesn't say deals, hang on, survive, and uh, beat less on our cruise. Well, It yeah. says deals, hang out with the surviving Beatles on our cruise. Oh my God, I can't believe this oh. is happening. Oh my God, all these people. Okay, I thought I, I thought I was, I this thought I was reading that different. Okay, so. This explains why we're so overbooked now. Do people think that the surviving Beatles are going to be on the cruise with us? They well, they, Tony, we don't know if they, maybe they did, maybe they're a couple of our fans and they already, you know, we, we might not be in any kind of trouble here. Do you, Have think, you, cons- listen, do you think they listen to the podcast? They How many are there? Ah, uh, there is one. How many are still alive? Ringo. Yeah. Paul. Paul. I think it's just two. Dude, they don't do anything together anymore. So that's why. Oh. Uh, Oh my gosh! I, while I'm looking at my Palm Pilot here, I have like a billion emails. This one okay. is saying, um, this one is saying like there's. Oh my gosh! These are like press agents. These are people from like like major news outlets that want to talk uh, to us. They look, think, Tony, we gotta we gotta just we gotta go with it. I mean, we've got to. This show, I don't we, know. We no, we we can't back out now. You you you've sent a newsletter out, Tony, and that means something. Binding. If we if we back out now, nothing that we say going forward will matter. We have to make this work. Oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. Do we see if they? Should we try to just reach out and see if we can get them to come on, Paul and Ringo? Look, I think all we can really do is really hope that by the time the cruise starts, that both Paul and Ringo die. <laughs> that's all we can. That's all we can do. That's all we can do because <laughs> because I can't I can't handle any more lawsuits. I think I think we can I think we can figure this out. You know, I don't like to I can do a pretty good Liverpool accent. Oh, we could dress wait a minute. Um we could probably get away if we dressed up like them. That's what I'm thinking. If, I'm, as, as long as there's not a scenario to where we have to be in the same room right as fake Paul and fake Ringo. Well, I'm thinking we 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 just we get up in the captain's deck up there and we just wave to the crowd and no one will be able to tell yeah from a distance because you're right because the email doesn't say that they're going to play or sing or it just says that they're it just says it just says hang out and hanging out is not specific like you hanging out means anything right like you know what i mean like if you just see somebody standing on a deck hundreds and hundreds of feet away from you and you squint and you're like, oh, that looks like Paul. That's hanging out. That's technically hanging out. So we couldn't get in any trouble. That's, I think that that's probably short of them dying, which shit, they're both really healthy. Yeah. That's what we're going to have to do. Do you have a, any kind of wig person or person that we could get Beatles wigs? Like, like classic Beatles wigs, not how their hair looks now, <laughs> but how it looked like at their prime. Yeah, no, I do. I do have a mod guy. Um, he's got one of the biggest mod collections in North America. He's located in Sandusky, Ohio. Uh, I met him. Uh, I traded with him some some Matlock merch, um, and uh, we'll get in touch with him. We'll get outfitted completely. Um, I think just for it to make sense, let's just get all four Beatles there. Um, <laughs> you're right it's gonna be that way there'll be so many other questions 
right. that they're not even going to begin to get on us about the the the, the wrong the wrongly worded email. Exactly. Oh Joe, I'm so okay. sorry. I can't believe I no, did. No, I think this is great. We we've got people excited about I, it. That's um, true. That is true. And, and in my experience, like the amount of times that I've been uh, kind of bamboozled in a situation where I've gone into something and been uh, there's been a bait and a switch boy oh boy the amount of times that i like that switch because you know i have a lot of timeshares it's i mean you 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 were on you were on a list at the fbi not for anything bad but just because their list like they use you as an example for when they teach (laughs) seminars on how to not to get suckered into these things so you're right joe you're making me feel better about it you're being too kind i feel like i feel like you should be more angry with me because of my mistake that but you're making me feel a lot better this like you say this could we could turn this into our advantage we can turn all these people into fans that just means for the 14 days we're on this cruise we're gonna have to work extra double hard to make sure every single one of those people are unlocking matlock fans if they weren't already right that's the other thing too they could this could have nothing that could have yeah. nothing to do could Honestly, be a coincidence. It could just be a coincidence and that all our fans finally were able to find the link within my email right. and click it to get to the ticket buying place. Look, we don't know, you know, we're not we're not selling albums. They're not counting as all the albums that we're selling. We're putting out great flawless episodes about a hit TV show that everyone loves. It's very possible we might be as popular as the Beatles um, or as God. I guess, like John said. Um, You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. There's no question. Uh, Thank you for making me feel better. Uh, This is going to be great. I'm actually looking forward to this now. I mean, we've got the Dixieland Jams. We got the meet and greets. We got the murder mystery. We got the treasure hunt. And now we got some fake beetles. Our surviving beetles. Surviving beetles. Absolutely. Yeah. Wink, 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 parentheses, wink. Oh, great. This is great. Guys. I hope we can make room for everybody else. Uh, keep clicking those links. Keep uh, buying those tickets, multiple quantities. Uh, we're gonna. Well, we want to see everybody on the ship. It's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be absolutely great. We cannot wait to see everybody else uh, who is not there to see the Beatles uh, <laughs> on our Unlocking Matlock Fan Fest 2020 cruise. Great word from our sponsor. Sounds this so is- exciting. It's going to be such a great product, and it really, I, when I when I hear words from our sponsor, it makes me envious that I can't be a consumer in that situation. I know, I know. I always want to go anytime I see something advertised. I always want to go out and get that thing immediately, mm-hmm. or do that thing immediately. Yeah, I think about boy, you know, what luck they're talking to. I this is for me, the consumer. It's targeted directly at me. Yeah. Guys, Matlock is he we think we might we think he might be a little a little bit in over his head. Uh usually he's dealing with yeah. cheating husbands or evil doctors or it's some sort of scam of some kind or something to to swindle somebody out of some money. Uh like I say, this is some heavy hitter major underworld. Yeah mafia stuff major he, underworld he his i mean your every step is you know your life is is getting closer and closer to being in more and more danger every second so he hooks up with tyler tyler's also doing some legwork for him trying to find out what eddie a was spending his money on 
Uh, Eddie Ava is the bomber. The, the bomber, bomber that was bomber. murdered. Bomber that was murdered. Um, trying to find out what he spends his money on and try to find if there's some sort of link there to something. Uh, Tyler and Matlock are uh, at his house looking around. They can't really find anything, so they decide to leave. They walk out, and all of a sudden, the camera switches to the insides of a rifle scope. Yes. We're looking, through, we're looking at through the crosshairs right at Matlock's head. The mafia has now decided a new hit target, and that guy's name is Matlock. Uh, they're going to try to take him out. Right. So, uh, classic scene where the sights are perfectly lined up. You know, the guy takes a shot and does not come anywhere near to where Matlock is. They're just trying to scare him. Uh, mm -hmm. A little bit of different music in this particular scene. That's right. From, we from a normal episode of Matlock. Yeah, uh, and uh, I think we have a clip of it here. Yeah, and that is incredible. It's almost like John Carpenter did the. Uh, yeah, it kind of sounds like that stuff you do. Oh yeah, no. When I when I noodle around and I go, hey, what do you think about this? You're better than you think you are. Don't just oh, I noodle around, Joe. You're good. You you put a lot of time into your into your craft, into your music. Your you like you got a big old synthesizer. I don't know what's proper name. I don't know. But like you, I don't know yeah, what it's a it's is. a moog, it's a moog, and uh, I'm plugging things in what did and you out. Call me? <laughs> but you're good, man. You're good. You got some, uh, you got some chops, my friend. Weird music. Matlock survives a hit. Yeah, to be, survives the hit because it wasn't a real hit. It was obviously they were just trying yeah, to scare just trying to scare him. Um, just trying to scare him off. They want him to leave the case because they you know the rival mafias want him to go to jail want the don to go to jail because yeah something's leaves, going on that leaves the business would be wide open if the don gets put away then the business is wide open for That's right other mafias to take it over for other people within the family to take it over maybe the rival mafia wants one of the other members of one wants one of the don's kids to take over we don't know yet you know and, we don't know. and, and this we is the sort yet. of this is where matlock you know he's got his work cut out for him he's he's not he's he's dealing with some rough and tough customers here um and but you know what a a a, a bullet is not gonna slow down matlock he shows up to work the next day boom right back in the office with with Charlene, who's getting a big old bouquet of roses. Beautiful. A beautiful Beautiful set. bouquet. Beautiful bouquet. <laughs> it looks great. I'm sure it smells great. It's, I mean, she is just like, oh my goodness. Like, what mm. is this? Like, uh, it's actually from... Uh, Paul, Paul Barron. Paul Barron, mafia son mm. number one. He is smitten with Charlene and wants to know if she would like to go out to dinner with him. And uh, she's pretty interested, which I think is kind of... It's concerning. <laughs> <laughs> it's unusual. Charlene yeah, early in the episode had reservations about working with a crime syndicate, but now she's pretty smitten. So all is forgiven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moving on. So Moving on. Uh, she goes on uh, a date with Paul Barron, but really also to get information. Um, absolutely she's still a professional she's still trying to she still needs to do her job so yeah and paul does the classic move oh, so that we as guys all uh, want to do 
I mean, I wish I could do, I wish I had the restaurant connections I know. that, that I know. Paul has. If I didn't burn all my bridges at Olive Garden, I, I, I might. Um, <laughs> but Paul, he closes down an entire restaurant just for him and Charlene to have dinner. So classy. I mean, that is, can you imagine? A pre- like you get your lady friend or whatever yeah. and you're like hey come on we'll go to this restaurant you have closed the restaurant it's just you and her the whole restaurant to Ooh. yourselves that is Ooh. a dream that is Perfect. a dream of mine i would I, love that i love i love when i go to a restaurant and it's awkwardly quiet in there and you and this the servers are standing around and on their phones and mm-hmm. everyone knows when it, and when a restaurant is empty you get better service um absolutely because absolutely. people are paying even closer attention I, I i love not having the atmosphere of a lively restaurant first of all it's always too loud in there yeah you, it's too, you're you're fighting for attention mm-hmm. to get your to get another could you to trying to get to, to get your ranch i have a problem focusing I'm listening to all everyone else's conversations. I, I, that's, it has, I, in a perfect world, I could be in the restaurant by myself, just me, just mm-hmm. the servers and the staff and the, mm-hmm. and the chef. And to just, I, I feel like I would digest the food better if I felt more of a burden on them. Right. If I felt like they were wishing I would leave, that's usually when the, the best kind of meal. You know? Agreed. Yeah. I, I need to feel like I have the power in the situation. Absolutely. So yeah, Paul has cleared out this entire restaurant. It's just him and Charlene. He's looking to kind of wine and diner. He's suggesting meals. He's saying, you're going to try this. You're going to love it. But you know what? Who is Charlene? Charlene is uh, Matlock's daughter. Yeah. And Charlene is not, again, easily impressed with all these uh, rich, toity, uh, toity. exactly. Ooh. Try uh, the scampi. Not, try the veal. Ugh. Uh, yeah. Okay. Gross. Ooh. I will order whatever I want. Thank you. You yeah. know. Uh, this is a this is a modern, strong, independent woman. Uh, yep. she, and she's not gonna be kind of bullied around by this mafia goon. You know what I mean? Uh, so she gives him the the questions that she was gonna ask, and she orders herself her own meal. And let yeah. me tell you, this does not look like it sits well with with Paul Barron. It looks like he's probably not used to being spoken to this way to somebody rejecting kind of the lavishness that he's, that he's putting on him. Uh, again, you're never going to find anybody like Matlock. You're also never going to come across anybody like Charlene. Yeah. So, I mean, so. for, for my experience though, it seems like a normal reaction for when you rent out an entire restaurant uh, on a first date. I mean, that's what's happened to me in the past. Uh, right. Right. Yeah. Some people are really put off by it. I'm just a try-hard guy. Yeah, I know. You're looking to hit home runs when really we're just trying to get somebody on, on first base. I you propose. I, mean? I propose as well. <laughs> you propose a lot. And it. I'm not going to say you're wrong to always propose. Um, I just... I just think you... Sometimes I think you throw yourself too much out there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think you want to... I think it's, it would be better, I think, for the relationship if you held back a little bit. It didn't just immediately propose before. Yeah, I, I disagree. I, I, think it's, um, I think it's important. You know, I just want to cut to the chase. Like, uh, right, right. you love me. And um, 
Do you know that there's a support and group? For these wa- water though? is. I'll, I'm just. I'll just have water. Uh, oh, there's. I no. I've. I've. Uh, I have seen that. Yeah, the support group. I mean, and it's not that they're these women are necessarily traumatized either, or they're looking. They just kind of sit around. And they kind of just. They kind of just talk shit about each other. <laughs> they kind of just sit around and they're just like, uh-huh. "Can you believe it?" They kind of tell war stories. I wouldn't know. I've never been to one in the basement of St. Matthew's Church at eight o'clock every Sunday night. I've never been. Okay. Well, I, I, I think that it's it's great. I mean, it, as long as people are talking about you, it means that you're alive, Tony. <laughs> this is true. Again, you always have such a positive spin on everything. That's mm-hmm. awesome, Joe. Uh, <laughs> Charlene, yeah, Charlene's not having it. So Charlene kind of ha- eats, you know, has her, has her meal, our business. And basically, this date has turned into a business meal yeah business, business dinner so business is over so she goes back to the she goes back to uh, matlock's office yeah to kind of type up notes or to look something up i don't know she's back at the office and something is up and the office is a mess it has been rooted through something has gone terribly terribly wrong she's looks she office. looks for ben her dad matlock is not there the phone rings it's Boy. A mystery voice, we don't know who it is, and they say that they have kidnapped Ben, and <sighs> he's at the courthouse, and you better come get him. And this is, I, I felt like punched in the gut when I heard that Matt Locke was kidnapped. But so Charlene is very concerned, so she yep. leaves the office, and she rushes to the courthouse. That's right. And she gets there, uh, no Matt Locke anywhere, no Ben, yep. uh, but guess what? Yet another ringing phone. Again, mysterious voice, but she doesn't even have time to kind of process it all because she's immediately, boom, kidnapped. Chloroform over the mouth. Yep. Snippy, immediately snippy, snippy, passes out. Pass out. Exactly. Uh, somebody, uh, so now something. Terrible, terrible. Really terrible is going on. Something real fishy is going on here. We cut, cut to, to Matlock at home in bed. Wait a minute. Matlock's not kidnapped. Well, Charlene got kidnapped. So now Matlock gets this phone call from yet from the mysterious voice again we mm-hmm. don't know who it is saying hey we got to get down to the courthouse we got charlene yeah. and so he's like what so immediately he gets up out of bed gets his classic uniform on gets the suit on no tie though no tie you didn't have time didn't he have was time. in a rush didn't have time to tie the tie gets down goes to rescue charlene charlene is nowhere to be found can't find her anywhere not at the courthouse anyway ring ring <gasps> another ringing phone there's so many ringing phones. It's like these guys have a pocket full of quarters and every phone, the phone number yep. of every payphone in the courthouse. They know yep. exactly the number to each individual payphone. And so they're just pumping quarters into them and just making mysterious, threatening and phone calls. This plan is totally a disaster if nobody answers the phone. If you're, yeah, you're really taking a chance because, like, I mean, anybody could pick up. It's not like the cell phone that we all keep um, in the holster on our belt on the side of our, on our pants, on our shorts that we keep on our, our Velcro holster that we keep on the side. Yeah. The well, it's well not, right. It's not like we can personally answer each and every call. Mm-hmm. Like, these were public pay phones, and it's a courthouse in the middle of the night. So what happens if nobody shows? Then your phone's just ringing, ringing. And you look like a pretty big dummy on the other end. So, another ringing phone, 
And the voice says that, you know what? If actually, Charlene's not at the courthouse. Charlene's actually at your office. Very tricky. Very tricky, these yeah. guys. They have him running back and forth all over town. We're uh, right back where we started. Back at Matlock's office. Still a mess. Charlene is hogtied on the couch and blindfolded for some... She's not hurt, though. No, she's fine other than being hogtied. Hogtied and blindfolded. Terrifying. In a a dirty office. Yeah. Yeah. And being carted back and forth uh, between the courthouse and the office by people you can't see. But, I mean, she's not hurt. And this is a total, a very complicated switcheroo, Tony. Um, uh, But after this big courthouse switcheroo, Tyler shows up uh, the next day at court. And he found an eyewitness who saw uh, Nicholas Barron, the Don, at the park during the time of the car explosion and the murder of Eddie A., uh, which would be a great alibi. That's it. We got ourselves, we got an alibi. So I think this is one thing I've learned from this show and just from legal, kind of legal speak in general. Right, yes. Basically, uh, uh, the the process of, of, of lawyering and being a lawyer is just a series of nuh-uhs. And it's just who mm-hmm. can tr- mm-hmm. who can say nuh-uh louder and with the yes. most evidence. That's basically what lawyering is, is saying nuh-uh, nuh-uh, uh-huh. and then bringing in evidence to back that up. So, well, it depends, alibi, Tony. I don't, I don't mean to school you, Tony, yeah. um, but it actually depends on which side of the aisle you're on. Uh, so uh, defense is not, but if you want to be a prosecutor, it's yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's, you're, you're not considering both sides. Um, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. See, I was just thinking of from the Matlock perspective of, you know, that's, right. that's pretty, that's great. Well, pretty, that's, pretty big blind side. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh-uh. Uh-huh. Yep. You're right. I see it now. I see it now. So, but that's the thing. Like, you got to have a, you got to have a, if you're going to have a uh-uh, you got to have a uh-huh. So in this case, Tyler found himself a uh-huh, and he found an alibi. And he found this, this woman who paints in the park, who paints landscapes in the park, uh, mm-hmm. who says she saw uh, the Don and uh, can confirm that he was not anywhere near where these murders occurred so great matlock says great yeah reasonable doubt we needed this you have saved this case thank you painted painter lady who paints portraits in the garage alice jenkins alice jenkins is her name thank you alice jenkins for stepping forward to help us out cut to the courtroom matlock's got alice on the stand Mm -hmm. he's complimenting her paintings yeah, great job she did with the landscapes. It's almost the, art criticism for a little it bit. Becomes, you get a little, you know, yeah. you get a little school. Matlock takes us to school a little bit as a fan, as a you know cultured guy that he is, and kind of breaks down her painting for her and says, you know, you saw the Don, you you know he couldn't have done this, and she's like, yep, that's right, I saw him. Remember that DA mm-hmm. I was talking mm-hmm. about earlier? Um, we're gonna find out now why he is so. Uh, scary uh he gets a little bit of information uh one of his assistants comes running in with a piece of paper like they always do they always got a piece of paper with some last minute information on it yes uh slips it to slips it to to mcshane the da mcshane reads it and is like uh excuse me i got something to say Mm -hmm. and proceeds 
to give some devastating evidence against the lovely Miss Jenkins, uh, yes. the, park, the park painter lady. Yeah, it turns out Alice is actually just a paid witness, uh, someone who gets paid to say that they saw somebody. Um, he's able to prove that by just pulling up her witness record, uh, which we all know is kept if you ever are a witness in a trial. Uh, they could pull up a file on you that says all the time you testified, and she does it uh, as a paid service. And who paid her, right? That's the question. That's what the courthouse wants to know. Like, who paid you to do this? Who paid you to come forward and lie on the stand that you saw the Don? And, and you... she points her finger at Ben Matlock. No. The most honest lawyer in the country. If there is such a thing. I mean, Ups. Ben Matlock certainly, certainly it. Upstanding, salt of the earth, hero of the people. Ben Matlock paid her to lie on the stand are you kidding me are you are you kidding me <laughs> no i refuse to believe that and you know what i'm waiting for him to answer he's standing there his he's shocked he's shocked because this right. is an obvious lie he's standing. he can't believe it charlene she can't believe it tyler can't believe it the he, could be, he could be disbarred for this yeah that's what the da says he's like he could be disbarred for this and yeah he's like shaking his head like I can't believe it. I can't believe you would stoop to this level to, to pay somebody to lie for your, for your client. Like you're going to be disbarred. Like he's just shaking his, and Matlock is just like, uh, and I'm sitting there and I'm waiting for, for what Matlock is going to say. How is Matlock going to defend himself against this ridiculous accusation? And then up pops on the screen to be continued. Yeah. What? Yeah. I gotta wait for this. I haven't been doing too too well. You look terrible. Yeah, you look terrible. I mean, of course, we've seen all the episodes, but um, you know, I I like to binge. I binge Matlock, and uh, it's been it's been hard to not be able to watch this until our next episode. We're all, we're in a rough spot right now, guys, because like I've seen, we've seen the episodes, but we we don't like to go through this again. Right. I, I've just been living, I've been living in a, a reality where Matlock is just perpetually in trouble. And every time, like I wake, like every time in my dreams where I think he's going to get out of it, yeah. like then all of a sudden in the dream on the screen comes up to be continued. That's and right. Like, no. and there's nothing I can do. It's just this loop. It's just never ending loop. Right. Endless, the snake eating the tail thing yes. of, is Matlock, did he do this? I mean, what, what a cliffhanger, I got to say, this, the end of this episode. I mean. I'm sick. The show could be over as we know it, and these bad guys could just run free. We'll find out next week. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to Unlocking Matlock. 